Welcome to the Two Acre Homestead Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about putting your garden to bed for winter. Welcome to the Two Acre Homestead. Come along with us on our journey from a small suburban homestead lifestyle to our new lifestyle homesteading in the rural countryside of Southern Arizona. We'll share with you our tips, tricks, successes, and failures from both our past suburban lifestyle to our new rural lifestyle, all on the Two Acre Homestead. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We certainly appreciate the fact that you're listening in. You guys have me solo today. My husband, who is my co-host, he is currently working on a home improvement project. And if you know anything about our lives, we have toddlers. Our house is ruled by toddlers. And so our schedules work around them. And so when they are asleep, mom and dad get to work on certain projects like home improvement in the kitchen. And that's exactly what he's doing right now. So just by the way, if you hear any drilling um, or any noises like that, just know that's what's happening in the background. So just to give you guys an update on what is going on here on our homestead before we get into main topic, um, we are in the throes right now of rabbit breeding season. Um, As of the recording of this, this is the first week of October 2022, and we breed our rabbits in the fall, winter, and early spring. We do a hard stop on the breeding season, um, about mid spring, um, towards the end of spring, getting into summer, we do a a hard stop on our breeding program with them. Um, and just so you know, there is going to be a blog on our newly done redone website. Be sure to check it out. Um, the two acre but I will have a blog article posted up there soon explaining all of the ins and outs as to why we breed our rabbits during those months and not during the summer. And I know a lot of you have reached out uh, to us um, via uh, Instagram and some people have reached out just directly via email um, with a lot of rabbit questions, um, how, how we breed them, you know, how do you cook them? How do you cook with them? Just a lot of questions, you know, colony versus cages, because you guys know we've done both. And um, I have to say thank you so much for all of your questions. Keep them coming. I will, anytime you direct message me, especially on Instagram, you are hearing directly from me. There's no virtual assistant. So you're getting it direct from me. Um, so go ahead and keep asking your questions. We absolutely love it and appreciate it. The other thing that's going on on our homestead is, um, as you guys know, we are new goat owners. Now, 
I don't do a lot of pictures and I don't talk a lot about our, our goats. And that's mainly because we are so brand new that I'm scared to say anything and then it not be the correct thing. <laughs> um, I am so new. We are so new at keeping goats. Um, but we are having the time of our lives with these goats. Um, we have three goats. For those of you who are new, we have three goats. Uh, one is a La Mancha Ni- Nigerian dwarf mix, and she is currently in milk. And her name is Buttercup. And then we have a second goat. She is straight Nigerian dwarf. And I love that goat to death. I mean, she's got such an attitude. I just, I, I just love spicy attitude sometimes. And she's got that in spades. And her name is Luna. She is feisty. Um, and then we have Minnie, and she is our six-month-old Nigerian dwarf. And she's also pretty feisty too for a little thing. But um, so we're excited because Luna is pregnant and we are expecting her to kid in December based on the previous owner's calculation of when they bred her. And, um, and by the way, a shout out to the previous owner, Marie, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know who you are. (laughs) And, um, then also our, so we're going to be breeding buttercup and that's the goat that's in milk. So, um, and we're going to be doing that next week as a matter of fact, And so that meant today I went to the farmer's market and actually bought milk, raw milk, of course, for the first time in two months. I was actually kind of depressed, but, you know, it is what it is. I had to buy the milk because, you know, the kids will, um, they'll stage a mutiny if, if we don't have milk here in the house. So and I don't blame them. Milk is good. So that is what's going on here on our homestead. We are knee deep in starting breeding season of animals. And we're also with our chickens. We're also making decisions on who stays and who goes based on their production. So that's also an interesting, um, let me know, um, those of you who like to send direct messages, let me know if that's something that you're interested in knowing how we decide which chicken makes the cut, so to speak, how we decide, you know, which animal is productive and which animal isn't, because we do actually have a process on, we've been been keeping chickens for so long, we have this process down as to who stays and who goes. So let let me know if that's something that interests you guys, and we'll put a podcast or a blog together for you guys to check out or listen to. Now on to the main topic, and that is putting our gardens to bed. It's fall, y'all. I'm sorry, that expression just never gets old. It's fall, y'all. It's fall. It's my favorite season of the year. It makes me giddy and happy. There's apple cider and pumpkin spiced everything in my future. Yep, I absolutely love it. Um, And it just doesn't get old. Um, But with fall comes the putting of the gardens to bed. Now, 
there are there are a lot of you that listen in different areas because I, I do get a chance to see based on our stats who's listening from where as far as like locale locations and so forth. And um, so I know a lot of you listen here in the United States and a lot of the areas that you're listening from are areas where you can almost grow year round. Um, So this may not, it may be of interest to you and and I'm sure it is. Um, And there are tips that even those of you who can grow year round should hear. Um, and then there's a lot of you who listen from Europe and South Africa and Australia. And I do want to say thank you all for listening. I really appreciate the fact that you guys tune in every week um, to listen to this podcast. It does not get unnoticed. Thank you. But for those of you who are in the colder climates, um, putting your gardens to bed is the most important thing that you can do. And um, the reason why it's important, and it's important that you get it right. And the reason why is because come springtime, um, when spring happens, your gardens are going to be ready to rock and roll and produce good and high amounts of um, produce for you because you prepared your beds in the fall. So the first thing that you want to do, step one is prep for spring in fall. That means what you want to do. A a lot of times people will say, oh, well, you know, I'm going to amend, I'll amend the soil in the spring. No. You don't want to amend your soil in the spring. I mean, you do, excuse me, I said that wrong. You do want to amend your soil in the spring, but you also want to do it in the fall. So every time you're, you know, like if you have garden beds, when you put those, when you're taking all of the um, the produce out of those beds, you're removing all of your annuals. What you want to do is you want to come back behind yourself and you want to put in some fresh soil. And you want to put in compost that may not be plantable. So, and what do I mean by that? I mean like compost that's not ready, that's not ready to be planted in, but compost that can sit in your garden bed throughout the rest of the fall and the winter and start um, starting in the spring, it will be ready for you to plant in. That is trick tip number one. So when you have a garden bed that's empty, you've pulled out all of your annuals. What is an annual, you may ask? That is a plant that grows annually. It will die as soon as the first frost comes. Those plants, you want to take them out and then take the the soil and you want to add compost that's not quite ready. It It could wait a little while. Add that in and you should be good to go. Now, what if you don't have that kind of compost laying around? 
then what you can do is what's called compost in situ. And what that means is, is basically you're going to dig a hole in those garden beds and you're going to put food scraps and food waste. If you've got animals, specifically rabbits, to all of you who are rabbit owners out there, take that rabbit, you know, the rabbit poop. Sorry, I can't think of a nicer way to say it, but take the rabbit poop, take your food scraps, take all of that stuff, dump it in the hole dump it in there and let that compost in situ or in place for the next season. And then by the next season, you know, by by spring, you've got some really good soil because what's going to happen is your, your worms are going to come. They're going to want to break that down and it's, it's going to, you're going to have worm castings in your garden bed, and you didn't even have to go to the store to buy them. So that's the first thing that you want to do. Then step number two is the expression, nature does not like to be exposed. So you need to cover your garden beds, whether you're dealing in rows, whether you're dealing in actual uh, boxes, whether you're you know, a a planner that's on your, um, on your patio, whatever it is, nature does not like to be, it does not like the soil to be exposed. That is a surefire way for the, um, living matter that's in the soil to die. So you want to cover it. So whether that be with wood chips, whether that be with compost, um, whatever it is, leaves are, that's a personal favorite of mine. We have trees, very large. Um, I can't think of the name of, uh, of our trees, but we have very large trees on our property. And when the leaves fall, we collect them. I actually have a YouTube channel and, um, in one of our videos, our very, very first videos, I show that because we had just moved to this property and we had just staked out our garden and that's what we did. We covered everything um, with leaves. Leaves are perfect. Now, what I will tell you with leaves, um, for those, especially for those of you who live in the desert like I do, Leaves and wood chips are perfect homes for critters. And what I'm talking about when I say critters, I'm talking about wolf spiders. I'm talking about scorpions. Um, I'm talking about those kind of, uh, those kind of pests and animals that can do you some harm. Another thing that they are good cover for is toads. Now, where we live here in this area, in the desert southwest, um, southern part of Arizona, toads, Colorado toads are a huge problem. Um, Just the other night, I had three toads just, I mean, they were just hopping around on our backyard patio. And we have dogs. Those toads are poisonous to our dogs. And we've already had a couple incidences where the dogs have just like sniffed And, you know, we've had to like, 
wash out their, their mouths and everything and keep an eye. Fortunately, they've, they've all been okay, but you know, you really just, just know that, you know, the, it's not the toads, but it's the babies that can take cover under, under brush like that. So just, you know, as one person told me, always keep your head on a swivel. So just keep your eye open and just know that, um, when you do that type of mulching, especially here in the desert Southwest, that you are creating an environment, um, for those type of critters. So that's step number two is cover, cover, cover. Now, not everything dies back over the winter. Surprise, surprise. There are some plants that um, they may die back, but they may need some covering. And there are some plants that just don't die back at all. Um, they're, they're totally fine. And so let's talk about those particular plants. So evergreens, um, a lot of times, depending on how harsh your winters are, a lot of times they will make it. Um, but this is the time that you want to start pruning. Um, you kind of want to give them a nice little bit of a haircut, um, prune them down, and you may want to even provide some coverage for them. Um, so you want to like hill up the, um, the base of the plant and just make sure those are good and covered. Um, and on that note, when I'm talking about pruning, pruning, like any of your woody plants, so evergreens would be one of them. You want to wait until they go a little bit more dormant. Um, so that's deeper in the fall, probably once you've had your first, uh, frost, that's when you actually want to do that. The other thing is um, along the same line is your perennial plants, your perennials, um, which would be like um, like your irises, your clematis, your daylilies, just depending on your particular area and how harsh your winters are. Um, there are some of them that you do want to prune and then cover. So like lavender is one of them. You can just clip it right back and then just provide it a decent amount of cover. So again, going back to the use of leaves or even, um, some, uh, anything, um, leaves you could even use, I wouldn't use wood chips on there, but, um, you could use compost, anything like that. Give it at least about a two to three inches of coverage so that way it's protected from the frost. Um, they will survive it, but you know, just, you know, you just want to just protect it. And let's see here. Then the other step to putting your gardens to bed is really, to be honest with you, cleaning. Um, cleaning is another thing that you really need to, to focus. I know for myself, that's what I'm focused on right now, because I know our first frost date is not due until the end of this month. Um, so right now I'm cleaning my gardens. So what does that mean? Cleaning your gardens? Well, cleaning your gardens is basically removing all unwanted plants. You're getting rid of, um, any yard waste 
you're removing all of your weeds. And let me tell you, I have a lot of weeds to get rid of. Um, but I digress. So, and, and probably it's safe to say at this stage of the gardening season, I think a lot of people have a lot of weeds to get rid of because when it, it just, I don't know, something happens between the month of September and October where it's like, I think every gardener is just like, you know, I can't pull another weed because <laughs> that's exactly how I feel. Just like, I can't do it. Okay. I just, I, I can't do it. So, um, but actually this is the time that you want to start removing as many weeds as you possibly can and just really cleaning up your garden as much as you possibly can. And really, um, I'm sure there's a lot of other things that a person can do. Those are just the top, um, the top things that I would say. The other one, the other one other thing actually that I would say that you should do, I know I'm doing it this year too. Fall is actually a good time to test the pH level of your soils. And just to test your soil to see if there's anything that it needs. Because right now, you're taking everything out. You're getting a good snapshot of what your garden, what the soil looks like when everything has depleted it. Then you do it again in the springtime when if you followed my tips, now things should be, you know, you should have brought back some nutrition back into your soil because, you know, if you're composting in situ or if you're adding compost that's breaking down and you're covering it with leaves, well, those leaves are going to break down. Guess what? So you're adding, you're adding nutrition back into your soil. So your pH is, is going to look a little bit different come the spring and it should. And it's at that time in spring, that'll tell you what you need for the gardening season. But it's just good to have that good snapshot to see what your garden needs over the winter months. Um, so you just remember you're putting your garden to bed, but you're not, it's not going anywhere. It It's still growing. Fall and winter and spring early parts of spring, that's a growing season for your garden. It's the growing season for your garden soil. When you're planting and harvesting spring and summer months, that is not the growing season for your garden soil. So just remember that when you're putting your garden to bed, that's your growing season for the garden soil. That's the time that your soil gets to recoup and to get those nutrients put back into it and break down in a very, very lovely and healthy way. Well, that is it for me. Um, those are just a few of my my tips and tricks. I'm sure there are, I, as a matter of fact, I know there's a lot, but I just wanted to give you kind of just a basics 
So that way it kind of gives you an idea, kind of gets the brain going, kind of gives you some ideas on what you can do to properly close out this fantastic, wonderful garden season because no matter whether you had a good growing season or a bad growing season, every time you get a chance to grow something, you grow as a person. So it's always a good gardening season. So that's it from all of us here at the Two Acre Homestead. So from our family to your family, be safe out there and happy homesteading.